on thought process about it, you could you could back up a quarter of an inch, an eighth of an inch. Who who sees that red? Who who sees that color before you even name it red? Who sees that? Who perceives that? Before anybody perceives that, who's there? You can work with your awareness in this way. Before anyone hears this, is there a hearer? Is there someone hearing before this happens? Or does the hearer appear when the sound occurs? It's just an awareness exercise. There's nothing to accomplish. If you start accomplishing things, this is a misunderstanding. Just before, who hears? Who? Find out. True with all of the sense fields, including the mind. Who thinks? Rather than fueling and feeding and uh, encouraging the thought process to find things out, to go over here, to stop thinking this, start thinking that. Do nothing with your thoughts. As Trangu Rinpoche said some time ago, if you do nothing to thoughts, thoughts will do nothing to you. Pretty good uh, teaching. So who smells, who tastes? Who actually tastes? When you, the sense of taste is very, very intimate. No one can taste for you. No one can see for you. Find out. Rather than get lost in the, in the vast sea, the vast swamp of the sense fields, where, you're, where you like this and you don't like this and you don't care about this, you don't care about that, you like this, you don't like this, on and on, change out, changing things out, changing things out, always wanting something else, something else. This is whatever it is, it's not quite good enough, not quite what I was looking for. Here we go shopping. Something better, shopping for something better. Uh, my teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, <clears throat> talked about spiritual materialism, cutting through spiritual materialism, the spiritual materialism that's uh, always looking for some gaining idea, practicing a, practicing a spiritual path. Now listen to this. Who hears that? What a teaching that is. You could call that a sinus teaching. <laughs> so who receives? Cutting through spiritual materialism, the spiritual supermarket is always looking for some way to enhance, support, elaborate, uh, decorate our spiritual path. Just a misunderstanding. This is why the sitting practice of meditation is so powerful. Whether you're a Buddhist or not, I, I don't care. Not interested in that particularly. If you need to do this, nobody's going to be able to stop you. And I'm certainly not going to encourage you to do anything other than, other than train your mind. Don't live another day without looking, examine, find out who you are. Because if you, if this body, as I've said several times in the last few weeks, for sure, if you allow this body-mind complex to go back into the elements, back into the earth, 
back into the water, back into the fire, back into the air. Without finding out who you are, then you'll continue to spin and you'll be back right, right back around again. And I don't believe in reincarnation. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you could ask questions. But you will be back. Something will be back. Anytime there's a desire to be safe, a desire to gain, a desire for anything other than what is occurring or what is happening right now, we just continue to spin. We keep looking for, as Lawrence Ferlinghetti in his uh, wonderful book published back in the late 1950s, uh, Coney Island of the Mind. It's like, a, it's like a Coney Island of the Mind. You're familiar with that, aren't you, J.D.? Mm -hmm. It was a beat poet, he was, but he uh, started a bookstore, City Lights. So find out who this is, find out who you are, not just the name you were given, not just your identity, your description of who you are, your abilities, your talents, and so on. Find out fundamentally so that it doesn't make any difference whether uh, what happens to you. You're not really concerned about what happens next. Why? There isn't any next. There's only this. There's only this. Don't believe a word I say. Don't disbelieve a word I say. Don't ignore a word I say. There are the three poisons right there. Passion, grasping, aggression, destroying and ignorance or shutting down or looking away or distracting yourself into the swimming pool. So who who receives? Who actually, is there an identity behind what shows up in our, in our sense fields, including the mind? Is there someone who's thinking? Is there a thinker? Is there someone who actually thinks? Is there someone who smells, who tastes? Is there someone who touches? Is, is there someone touching that? Looks like it. Looks like there's someone touching. If this is touching, is this not touching? Find out. This is uh, the teaching of the Buddha's Dharma going back 2,500 years is not a belief system. There's nothing to believe here. If you think it's about believing in Buddhism, misunderstanding. The word Buddha means awakened. The Buddha was the awakened one. What did he awaken to? Nothing is separate. Dependent origination. There are not two things anywhere. You can't find two things anywhere. If you think there's two things, this is delusion. Doing shikantaza or sitting practice of meditation like uh, you were doing earlier is about coming in, sitting down, holding still, and beginning to just receive. Receive the wall, receive your thoughts, re receive the, the smell, perhaps or the fragrance of the incense, or perhaps not. Perhaps the sound of the, the chant leader, the doan, uh, giving instruction. Very simple. Just receive whatever comes. And as that comes through any of the sense fields, 
whatever that object is, whether it's a sound, a smell, a taste, a sight, a color, a texture. Just receive. And as you receive, just flip around very, just take a quick glance to see, is there someone receiving this? And, and watch how quickly the ego mind, the self-centered mind will fill it in right away. Yes, I am. Yeah, I, I, me, I'm doing, I'm, I'm receiving. You might even call yourself by name. You might even sense that your name is about ready to rise up. So awareness is not about correcting that. If you think it's about correcting something, you'll continue to spin. It's always about awareness. It's always about consciousness. These body minds are going to come and go and come and go. You don't go anywhere. What do you think about that? For me to tell you something about it and explain it, which I could do conceptually, I could we could talk about that, the nature of physics or something. I could go into that a little bit. Not that I'm a physicist, but a little bit of using ideas and concepts and metaphors to go back and forth and talk about how long it takes for sound to reach your ears and all of that. You know, you could work that out, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about right now. Find out if there is an identity or if the identity is something that you're inventing. Ego is unreal. You don't have to get rid of your ego. Just be aware of it. If you're aware of it, it'll start to look like uh, an imposter. Uh, it will come in and it will take over your wisdom mind and present you with all kinds of hopes and fears and wishes for this and desires for that. Yes, sir. Oftentimes, when looking at like thinking or thinker, you'll say something like thinking thinks or hearing here, smelling smells. And I'm wondering in that, does it still have the quality of, of a thinker? Is there still... Does it still look like that? It could. It could be that there's someone thinking, but you can see at the same time by by approaching it that way, you there's a possibility you could see that 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 thinking uh, that thinker is unreal. It's not solid. It's a, it's an invented. Uh, it's invented and it's separated out as if someone is over here receiving something over there. Is there a difference between receiving a thought and generating a thought? What do you think? What do you think, Junchu? I like that. That's a nice gesture. I should answer all my questions that way. <laughs> That's that Zen guy. All he does is this. Some kind of secret teaching. More?
is identity circumstantial? Yeah. That's constantly changing. Uh, identity, even though it feels like there's somebody here, uh, there's a constant flux, a constant uh, discontinuity of identity. This is why we're always, this is why we're so sensitive to what others think, because we get our identity from others. We get our identity from our culture, from our family, our mom, our dad, our brothers, our sisters. And if that is dependable, if that works, then it's fine. But you'll notice that if suddenly you do something that somebody doesn't approve of and they take away their support, it can be pretty tragic. It can be devastating. A very interesting area to look the way you're kind of looking for a little bit of support from somebody. You could call it love, you could call it support or appreciation, call it anything. But needing something else in order to make sure you're, you're okay, that you're functioning okay, and that you're, you're validated. It's an interesting area, isn't it? Go ahead. If someone's identifying with the sky instead of the things that arise in it, would the situation like you're describing, that support being pulled out? If they're identifying with the sky, which is a way that I talk about consciousness, but that's, a, that's the path quality, that's the practice of it. So to practice seeing your mind like a sky and seeing clouds like or, or thoughts like clouds means that you're slowly changing your allegiance over from the, the attachment to clouds, the attachment to thoughts, the attachment to the shape, the feeling, the texture, the sound, what they mean. You're going over to the spaciousness of the area in which they occur, which is uh, the mind or consciousness. Uh, So the way I understand your question, you're saying if someone is, has cha made that, uh, that change, uh, then what was the question about it? Would, would that pulling of support from other people, would it still have the same impact? You mean other people pulling from you? Yeah. Pulling from support. It would depend on, uh, it would depend on things that it depended on. So in other words, it would depend if there's still some kind of a, uh, low levels, uh, because uh, low level of a self-centeredness or a low level of wanting something else, wanting the support. You might, uh, the, the image there is meant to help you train your mind. If once that, once that has happened, you could say as if it were an event, once you no longer identify with clouds, the clouds come and go, you don't identify with uh, identify with them, then there then you may get support. You may not. If on this path, what you'd be working with is uh, how to help others, and the people who are suffering, who are attached to their thought patterns and are struggling with them and are torturing themselves with them, you would help them with their permission, and that might be just listening to them. You might have to listen to someone have difficulty, complain, and go through lots of different things before you actually, you're actually getting permission to help them. Of course, the kind of help I give people is what? Mind your own business? <laughs> yeah, that's one of them, <laughs> that's for sure. 
but train your mind. Somebody comes this direction, I don't say become a Buddhist, I don't say uh, receive vows, I don't say move into the monastery. Uh, I don't even say meditate. I say train your mind. Because if, if you continue to function in this incredibly crazy world without understanding who this is, who this, who you are fundamentally, without, don't get your identity from anybody, don't get it from me, don't, don't believe a word I say. And again, don't disbelieve it, don't look away from it. You're in the room, you're giving me, me permission to say something, I'm saying it. Find out who you are. Don't settle. Don't settle until you know for sure who you are. Yes? Um, how does meditation keep your brain healthy? How does it what? Keep your brain healthy. How does it keep your brain healthy? Because it uh, keeps, keeps you away from eating uh, junk food. Got that? Okay. It's all kinds of junk food, not just Twinkies. Just the elaborations that we do. We feed our mind on fear, we feed our mind on hope. Those two, those two are uh, very similar. Patrick from Seattle has a question. He asks, I understand that the Buddha did not express whether there is an actual self or not, yet it is, a, is such a hot topic among Buddhists. What is meant by his non-acknowledgement of that fundamental question? I didn't know the guy, so I don't know for sure. But it looks like he was, it was uh, probably his way of, of not giving it too much weight. So it's, it's there. There's something there, but it's just unreal. It's built up uh, uh, some kind of an entity, but even that entity is not solid. And it can be affected by the causes and conditions that, are, that look like they are happening around him, her, them. Andrew? What continues if nothing lasts? Nothing continues. Unless it does. So, any direction with it. Any, any duality, any time you buy into this, you're also buying into its opposite. It's called duality, Advaita. It's that issue or that problem has been around in uh, in the, uh, the early Indian tra tradition, even before the time of the Buddha, non-dual. We set up a polarity all the time, success and failure, life and death, up and down, back and forth. Uh, Buddhas and sentient beings. More? Questions, please. What's the difference between believing what you say and giving you the benefit of the doubt? Believing what I say, you, you're ignoring what I'm saying. If you believe something, this is what, anytime you believe something, you stop investigating. Nothing is static. So, 
give me the benefit of the doubt is just uh, just listen. Listen, don't you don't have to understand what I'm saying. The same way when we when we study the Dharma here uh, every day at noon, study uh, traditional Dharma, the Lankavatara Sutra, uh, the Heart Sutra, and uh, the works of Dogen Zenji, and so on. Uh, it's not so much about understanding what's happening; it's about studying it. Just bring yourself to those teachings. More. Yeah, that comes out of the um, you saying to find out if there is a hearer, and I'm wondering how to give you the benefit of the doubt to investigate that, even though I come up with conclusions about it. What's your conclusion? Both sides, I guess, of there is or there isn't. You mean like two arrows meeting? <laughs> People are laughing because that's his Dharma name. I think. Or did I say something else funny? <coughs> Go ahead. What does it mean to give you the benefit of the doubt to question that further or... How do, I, how do I look into that, I guess? I, I think it's idea. just just allow it to be what it is. Just consider it. Listen to it. Don't don't abandon it by coming to a conclusion. Don't conclude anything. If anything needs to be concluded, it will happen out of the, the your, just the spaciousness of your own consciousness. Like, for instance, if we're sitting here and, you know, knock on whatever this is, if we start to smell smoke, we may start concluding a little bit, but we'll probably investigate and see if there's possibly a fire. But we wouldn't necessarily just conclude and say, well, it's just smoke. It doesn't mean anything. And then somebody could say, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. And then you could say, not really. Be in the present, man. <laughs> As the place burns down. There, I mean, it's a kind of a, a weak example or metaphor for that, but, but there's something about that that you could find out for yourself how to, how to appreciate anything that's being said in such a way that you don't abandon what is there by jumping to a conclusion about it. Because if you say, oh, it's right, or it's wrong, or uh, anybody, Sokazam said, or anybody said this, so therefore it must be. But, but allow yourself to not know what that is, to not understand that. This is, this, is how, this is what the approach to wisdom actually is. Uh, contrary to the ap approach to getting a PhD in uh, nuclear physics. Not that I've done that, but I'm saying that's actually a gathering and accumulating idea. This path is not about gathering and accumulating other than it is observing that we tend to gather and accumulate lies. Yes, sir. How can we encourage ourselves to not know if all we can, all we do is find ourselves concluding on things? Then just look at that. It's just about observing and being aware of that situation, not so much about trying to find out where to shut it off at. If you, if you just observe, just the awareness itself is powerful if it doesn't have an agenda other than just be aware. Because your, your natural state is not separate from uh, from wisdom. In our tradition, we usually say, 
Everyone is the Buddha. Everyone is the awakened one. The Buddha, when he awoke, everywhere he looked, he saw the Buddha. Why did he see the Buddha? Because he also saw everything is dependently arisen. There's not a separate thing anywhere. And since he awoke, everything awoke. It might sound kind of romantic. I doubt that he particularly felt that way 2,500 years ago. Uh, what is Dharma? Pardon me? Dharma. How would you define Dharma? So Dharma is a Sanskrit word that means basically truth or law or rule. So Buddha Dharma uh, or awakened truth is uh, awakened truth is uh, conceptually described as everything is dependently arisen. Every everything that looks like a separate thing, every being, every nerve cell, every star, every so-called discrete or separate situation uh, is not separate from it, from anything else. You can't you can't pull something out of there. Not separate. So that's one one way. Then you simply put, you have the dharma of uh, of uh, of wood. How wood grows. You have the dharma of how to make uh, clackers. You get a saw. Get wood. Careful. Cut the wood this way. Cut it that way. Carve some fancy Chinese characters in it. Check it out. See if it works. It's the dharma of making a you know musical sound or an instrument or something. So there's the dharma of that. There's the dharma of fixing uh, 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 sushi, which is pretty complicated. The dharma of fixing oatmeal is not quite so difficult. I'd sure like to have some oatmeal. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I haven't had that in a long time. So, so it's, a, it's a, the Dharma or the truth or the law or the rule around any particular thing. So you know, in a very mundane way, the Dharma of this, the Dharma of that. But the Buddha Dharma is the awakened truth. It's the truth that if you awaken to what the Buddha was pointing to 2,500 years ago and his... Uh, the lineage holders down through the centuries. Uh, uh, warm hand to warm hand. It's No one read this out of a book, and I'm not saying people haven't realized this without even practicing Buddhism, sure, because it doesn't belong to anything, anyone. But it's basically, Buddhism is warm hand to warm hand. You need to meet someone who is realized, who realized what the Buddha realized. If you don't meet that person, I'm not saying you won't realize it, but it will be more difficult because you won't you won't know what realization is. How, how does meeting someone who's realized help us know what realization is? Because then, when you make a mistake, they can hit you. <laughs> it's a joke. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, what do you believe about the relationship between meditation and addiction? Well, I don't believe much because uh, belief is uh, thinking that something is true without really looking at it closely. We're just taking it for granted or giving it, uh, uh, giving it a, a, um, a pass without really looking closely. But I think uh, the way I teach it uh, to people who, who have uh, what they call addictions, which I've been doing for quite a long time and training other people to do that also, uh, I think that uh, 
Outside of being a, a Buddhist or having it be a religious path, a spiritual path, it is a way of helping each person, if they decide to do this, to actually sit down and watch the way the mind keeps fooling itself. One of the biggest problems that addicts have, to use the same word you used, uh, someone with an addiction has, is, they, is the self-deception. The, sometimes if, they're, if they, uh, the, the habituation uh, uh, chemically is uh, one part of it, and then there's just the, the cultural addiction to it, but without looking at that very closely, without really stretching the awareness so that you can see that way, the way I like to say, uh, the metaphor I like to use is, if you don't have an awareness practice before you can see the bad neighborhood you'll already be in, you'll already be using. Because uh, because the nature of the mind and the nature of our living uh, situation is so uh, so, uh, so sensitive to causes and conditions that, that are outside of our control. Uh, we don't know. We don't know that uh, you know. Uh, uh, next week at 3 a.m., uh, suddenly we're going to just out of nowhere. We just suddenly have this emotional tsunami that comes roaring in, uh, not sent by anybody. It's just suddenly we're feeling this way. We're feeling depressed. We're feeling, and then where do we turn? To our old friend, as they say which is not your friend, but we turn there and we go to that and we justify, we talk to ourselves about it. Well, I need to do this. Well, I quit before, I can do this again. If I can quit once, I can quit again. And, I, and this is really difficult. I'm really having a hard time. I just, I'm just going to do this one more time and then that's it. Make a little deal with ourselves. It's called self-deception. And if you, if you uh, there's no guarantee, but if you practice meditation enough, then uh, then the awareness is there for the, the the tsunami that comes along. There's a lot of room. It's like having a without the training. It's like having a tsunami with no space. There's nothing but the tsunami, and so you get it's, you get claustrophobia, and then you just have to go and rush into uh, use. Whereas if there's a lot of room there, then there's more. Using a metaphor again, there's more space for that. The tsunami isn't over, uh, isn't over the top. It's you can see it. It's difficult. It doesn't feel good, but you're not gonna, you're not buying it. It might have a sales pitch, but you're, and you'll listen because you want to be, be respectful to your neurosis. So you'll listen to it, but you're not gonna buy. You're gonna wait. You're gonna wait. It's called patience. That's, that's the fancy word for waiting, or don't do anything unless you have to. And then, since nothing lasts, uh, it will pass. It might come right back, but you just did that, so maybe you can do it again. Maybe three weeks from now, when that emotional tsunami comes again, and it seems like the more you're able to, to back away from that, uh, then there's a better and better chance. No guarantee, because, but uh, that's the way I would describe it. Further question about that? Yes, sir. You understand? Yes, sir. Okay. Train your mind. Yes. Exactly the same? Almost. <laughs> you had exactly the same question as Shoto's? <laughs> okay, go ahead. In the situation that you're describing with the addiction, um, it's, it's for me easier to see self-deception when I think that that thing is a friend and playing around with that enough to see that it's an enemy. But what what is the self-deception when you see it as an enemy and you just, you want an enemy at that point, so you go for it. Mm -hmm. Don't go enemy and friend. I just use that when I'm talking to this gentleman. Uh, if I were talking to you, I wouldn't use those metaphors. 
he's working with a different uh, set of uh, uh, enemies. You're not. You're you're beyond that stage. Don't misunderstand. It's not really a compliment. I'm not complimenting. You. I'm not criticizing you. I would never compliment children. <laughs> Make it easy. <laughs> yeah. He's way too stuck on himself. More. What's being missed when it still looks like there's an enemy and a friend in that situation? Uh, there's not much being missed. You're probably seeing your own imputation or your own belief in that. It's just that don't do anything with it. Don't take it to the bank. It's counterfeit. You can't, you can't spend it. So just do nothing with it. Less is better. You've heard me say that hundreds of times. Whatever arises is totally appropriate including because things are dependently arisen, then the very neurosis or the very difficulty you have in the beginning, don't try to get rid of that because it's hooked into, it's like a huge, uh, it's called Indra's net. It's just a huge complicated uh, uh, um, wires and connections and hooks and nooks and crannies and everything all, most of them are invisible, but if you push on that, that over there moves. So do, le do, do uh, less. Less is better. Unless it's meditation, in which case more is better. Meditate a lot. And all meditation is is sit down, hold still, and you know, be a tourist. Just watch what happens. Watch the boats come by. There's a boat. There's a dog. The dog's not on a leash. Hmm. A lot of your thoughts aren't on leashes. Just observe, just observe. More? How do you work with an identity when it feels like it's being given to you from everyone else? Well, that's a great question. All you have to do is see that you're getting your identity from others. I'm actually doing that to you by going after you. You cause your identity to fluff up a little bit. Like I sometimes say, if I, if I criticize you, if I came after you hammer and tong, uh, you'll know exactly where your identity is, where your imputed or imagined identity or ego is. Just the same as if I compliment you and... So less is better. Whatever happens is exactly what needs to happen. There's no other thought pattern needs to come. And you don't need any post-it notes on anything. Uh, the fancy word for that is discipline. And it's not it's not following a rule it's not it's just you're just not gonna you're not buying or selling anything you're no longer in business anymore but you haven't left the room you're no longer accepting no longer rejecting and you're not uh, converting anybody's capital or any, you're not converting it into anything else it's just that more How do, we, how do we get to know ourselves or be, befriend ourselves when the self that we see changes every time we look at it? That's how you do it. Just watch the change. That which is seeing, I was talking earlier, just who, who, uh, who smells, the, uh, the, who, who senses, any of the senses, who is it? And so when you see that changing, 
you'll notice that that which, to say it, or that consciousness that is watching that change is not doing anything. But we tend to get hooked, we, we tend to, to load up the, the, the changes with an identity. I'm feeling terrible. Sometimes we'll say it, we'll lecture ourselves, I'm feeling so terrible. Why do I feel like this today? And then instead of looking at that closely, we'll go into some kind of, well, I'm not drinking enough water, or I need to exercise more, or, or any number of things. And so what I would say, and this is difficult to do without a strong sitting practice, but just watch the changes. That which is watching, this is a very uh, polarized way of saying it, but I think it'll uh, mean something to you if you reflect on it. That which is watching is not doing anything. That witness quality. And at some point, even the witness goes away. And there's just this. There is not even any witness anymore. There isn't anyone. If you think there is, you'll continue to spin and go towards good things and avoid bad things. Difficult life. More, Sato? Anyone else? Questions? Yes? I don't know if this is more of a challenge to practice than it would monastic, but when you were talking about, my question was the exact same um, that you were talking about earlier, and that is that when other people around you come yeah. receive you with all these ideas that they're yeah. getting from wherever yeah and it becomes real to them yeah you know, this identity that you might not even recognize becomes real to other people and it's yeah. really hard not what's your question it, how do you overcome that barrier it's very convincing so, i have to overcome <laughs> okay so start with that are you a meditator so, you huh? should meditate more well i mean why does everybody say that? Because <laughs> you tell us to. The people that uh, live here don't say that. <laughs> they're required to sit a lot. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's change it up a little bit and say it this way. Uh, let's be um, when someone you can pick out any any person in your uh, that you've been using as an example. You don't have to tell me who they are, but pick out one person and find a way to be with them wherever they're at. So notice what they're doing. And at the same time, don't uh, ignore your sense fields. If, they're, if this person is uh, uh, interpreting your life for you and telling you what you should do or shouldn't do or thinks that you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that, or uh, that's what I'm getting you're saying, that people tend to somewhat interfere with what's happening to you. Is that true or is there some other example you want to bring up? It just feels like they be they create an identity for you, that they're creating this real yeah. person. Don't buy it. Don't sell it. It's really hard. <laughs> I know it's hard. If you are not clear about who you are, then you'll, you'll, you can't help but get your identity from others. If you're not clear about this, find out who this is. This doesn't mean you won't, if somebody insults you or is uh, upset with you or treats you unfairly, you won't feel anything. We're not saying you're going to turn into a cement block. But there's no solid being having that emotion anymore. The emotion will still be there. This is why it's so difficult. Because we keep, if we have an emotion, we, we impute or validate some kind of being who's having the emotion. It's called ego. It's called nar and when it's really extreme, it's narcissism, extreme. We all know somebody who's extremely in love with themselves and notice how they're just terrified that somebody might not like them. I mean, there's different, very, uh, different varieties of that. But if you find out who you are, then you won't get your identity from anyone. You, and it just doesn't mean that you'll be difficult to get along with or stubborn or 
you know, like some people who are trying to work with that in a, in a way that's uh, not workable to say, well, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm my own person. You know, sometimes you hear especially men do that. Occasionally women will, might do that kind of thing. So, but you know, we kind of puff ourselves up. I don't care, I'm just going to do it my way. What's that song? I did it my way. Who's that? <laughs> man? Frank, Frank Sinatra? Huh? Old Blue Eyes. Old Blue Eyes, yeah. So, and you know, he was a, a good singer. <laughs> Wait, did I should do something like that? Huh? I should think a song on the Sex Pistols? The Sex Pistols? That song? Oh, wow. It's awesome. Probably is. More about that? That's a good, good topic. Let me finish. I'll get back to you in a minute. He's anxious to jump on board here. So let me finish by saying this, uh, uh, spend some time on the cushion, look at the wall, and don't add. D just, just wa and the way you do that is you see the way you keep adding. That's how you wean yourself away from it. You don't, you don't do it by trying to control your mind, you just watch the way your mind is out of control. Because that which is watching the mind move is not doing anything. And that, that's not actually your identity either, but it's a lot closer. Uh, to rather than that, rather than the, the discontinuous identity that keeps looking for results and looking for failure and looking for results and looking for compliments and looking for criticism. On and on and on. It's just tiring, isn't it? You don't think it's tiring? Oh, yeah. Okay. That is absolutely tiring. Yeah. So the way you do that is with awareness. You don't do it through control. There isn't any control. Control is an illusion. I'm not saying there's a little bit of control. I can pick this up or I can put it down. So I've got some. But the kind of area we're talking about here is a very, very complicated area uh, involving consciousness and the belief in a separate self, that we're a separate being from everything else. Further question? Is there a difference between getting your identity from other people and other people putting an identity on you? Yeah, I think uh, when you see that people are putting it on you, then uh, you're probably a little bit put out by that. It's, it's just similar situation, but our attitude towards it may be different. What's happening here um, when I'm the one here that's like not allowed to drink and not allowed to do those things? What's happening? What about it? Is that something that is being put on me? It feel, cause the way it feels to me is like I'm respecting other people's wishes as a community for me not to do that. So it's less, it feels like it's less about me and more about being respectful to everybody else. It's, it's what it's about is about training your mind. You're sewing a robe, you're going to be a monk unless you break your needle or something. So you're doing that and you came here and you asked for help and I intend to help you. As long as I have your permission. If you were to go the other way, I would wish you well. Good luck. But as long as you're here, uh, you give me permission to 
tell you stuff and up to and including this is how you're going to train your mind and you're not going to drink I think it's only come up one other one time in the time that you've been here that you asked about that and I said no since you brought it up I think isn't that it and you seem to be fine with that I don't know how you felt at the time but uh, you just said okay well you've been drinking I don't think so that's a difficult area. I mean, do we we want to do this? Not everybody. I'm not, I'm not here to promote everybody should be monks necessarily. Although it wouldn't be a bad idea from the way the world looks to me. <laughs> On the other hand, it's it's your it's your life. Do do whatever you want. And uh, if I have if I have permission to help you, then I'll help you. If I if I don't have permission, uh, then just do the best you can. Try to be honest. Try to find out who you are. Don't, don't walk around with an identity you're getting from your environment or other people because they're uh, not separate from you. He chuckled. Thank you very much. We'll stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our red chant books. I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes we have in the hallway. In addition to the fundraiser we have going on this month, we can always use your uh, financial help here at the temple for select. Thank you. May the Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light. 